Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. How do you inspire a shared vision? Well, inspiring others, that sounds great. So how does one do that? And how do you share your vision? That's a challenge because when you hear the words inspire and vision, it's hard to grasp. It feels abstract. In this episode, our guest Arminda Gonzalez Dumpieres is here to deconstruct the abstract, to make it real and tangible, and clearly showing us the ways that you can inspire and share your vision, and how important this is as the next step in leadership and communication. And Arminda knows a lot about leadership and communication, as she has been guiding business leaders for over 20 years. Arminda Gonzalez Dumpieres is currently the head of talent transformation for one of the largest employers in Canada, Walmart. Canada. Let's meet Arminda Gonzalez Jumpieres and find out how you can inspire a shared vision. All right, Arminda, so great to have you on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much, Joel. I'm excited. Well, we're excited to have you because we're talking about how do you inspire shared vision as a leader? I, I love that title because it's so abstract <laughs> and I think all our listeners would love to know, yes, how does one get to that? How, you know, how does one inspire and shared vision? All that just seems so up in the air. How can we, how can we do that? Yes. I love this topic as well. I mean, I, I live in the abstract, so it's, it's mm-hmm. right up my alley. Um, but my my value as a as a leader as well is deconstructing the abstract and and, mm. and making it very clear for people as we're talking about you know the effectiveness of communication and leadership. Um, I first just want to talk about why it's even important mm. and inspiring a shared vision, as you said, complicated. How do you do that? What yeah. does it mean? And it is so critical for for leaders. I work with, uh, and I have over 20 years, worked with a lot of different leaders who get to a certain position because they are fantastic at getting things done, Mm -hmm. at great achievements, at doing great work. And with that, you really hit a ceiling Mm. because there are only so many hours in the day and there are only so many things you can actually do. And to get to that next level of leadership, you really want to inspire as many people as possible, your team, of course, but your customers, your employees, to your vision. And once they have and understand that vision, once it's actually shared and they have an inspiration, then you have a movement. Mm. And the movement, that's the dream, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and then you can go anywhere and and do anything. So, um, you know, even when we do leadership assessments and you look at sort of different areas of, of leadership, this is one of them. You know, can you get folks to rally around what you what you want to do? And it's hard. Yeah. It's really, really difficult. So I am going to break it down for you, but I just wanted to start with, uh, you know, the the, the goal and the sort of nirvana of the inspired uh, shared vision. Well, I like that you say about deconstructing the abstract and uh, and specifically, and I think this is where I, c- I could see the the visual of this is that you, you as a leader, you reach a ceiling on achieving things. Uh, and then the next thing is to challenge yourself now and have the courage to be able to 
uh, communicate the vision and to get people inspired. So, so yeah, so let's hear how you deconstruct the abstract of, of the inspiration. I'm, I'm curious to hear about that. Yeah. So there are a couple, a uh, couple things. One side of it is about that, this, the how, the style, mm-hmm. and the other side of it is about the sort of what of the mm-hmm. actual vision itself. So I'm going to start with the actual style of it and, and the how, because okay. inspiration, this is why it's so complicated. Inspiration is more of an art than a science. Like mm. there's, there's no formula, you know? Um, and even if there is, it probably is not going to get you there. So in terms of one of the, the things that I learned uh, early in my career is the value of what I like to call keeping it real. Okay. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about authenticity, you know, that's, that's absolutely the topic, but I like to really keep it real (laughs) (laughs) and use real words that actual humans use. And, and I'll talk a little bit more about that is what I, what I find and what I've experienced is sometimes, uh, leaders, we just try too hard. Uh We try to sound professional, fancy, sophisticated. And a lot of that comes from. Uh, let's be real, it comes from insecurity, mm-hmm. right? It's trying to prove something, trying to show why you're a leader, trying to show that you're smarter than others. And people can feel that. Um, right. And, and it, it doesn't get you to that inspiration and that shared vision as quickly because often you are operating at a different level or speaking a different language than the people that you're trying to inspire. So you really need to go to that common language. And for me, that common language is just the real, the real language, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and boy, it was a long journey for me to get, to get here because I was, um, I was trying so hard for so long. You know, I remember my first, uh, real job after business school, I was, oh my goodness, I was so young. I was in my early twenties and I was working with, um, you know, everyone was in their mid fifties, mid career. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to dress like a librarian. I'm going to wear a bun every day and a cardigan (laughs) because then they won't know how young I am. And I'm going to use big words. And do you think that worked? (laughs) Do you think that had any sort of impact whatsoever? And, uh, you know, and then I spent years in consulting and it was like, yeah, I spoke like a consultant. Like, let's mm-hmm. leverage this. Let's dive right. deep. Strategize. <laughs> do you think people, do you think that really connects with the heart, you know? Yeah. And, and so that's for me, the, the keeping it real is there's two things. The one is instant credibility. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to executives now, I will say things, you know, let's say we're launching a new program and I'll say things like, well, we know that the last two programs we launched failed. Whoa. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I have their attention. I have the credibility because we all know it failed. Right. But no one usually wants to say that or uh-huh. say the word failed. They say, well, it didn't, it wasn't optimized and it wasn't, right. you know, ideally. So instant credibility. Right. Um, and I use this every day. People are just like, you know, like I'll say things like, well, you know, we didn't start the meeting on time, so we're probably not going to have enough time. It's like, oh, no one ever says that. But we're all <laughs> thinking it, you know. Yes. So it, it is, it's definitely part of my brand. It helps with the instant credibility. The other part of it, which I think is even more important with the keeping it real, mm-hmm. is to really inspire. You need to connect to people's hearts. Mm-hmm. 
You have to go beyond the brain. And this, my goodness, the first, you know, 10, 15, maybe even all close to 20 years of my career, it was all brain. It was all logic. It was all business case. Right. And I've really learned and I've seen and I've experienced that to go to that next level of inspiration, it's, it's the, the classic, you know, capturing the hearts and the minds. And the only way to do that is, is to really talk to people on a real level. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, uh, I know there's a lot there. That's kind of the first piece. So I'll, yeah. I'll, we'll pause and digest that <laughs> we'll for a pause. second. Very good. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you're doing, you know, the keeping it real is, is so good because it is, uh, and this is one thing I, I, I always remember about how to influence people is say what people are thinking, but not saying. Uh, and so <laughs> when yes. you start using big words, like, you know, uh, like you said, uh, you know, strategize or whatever those consulting words might be, optimize. Uh, that's not what people are thinking. <laughs> yes. yes. So you use the words that people are thinking that doesn't, add, you're, you're making it easy for them. Um, and then you're making it easy for people to feel comfortable, to feel safe. And then mm-hmm. I think that leads to then speaking to the heart because people feel safe to be able to say, uh, yeah, that's true. We don't have enough time for the meeting. I could be myself. I don't have to feel like I have to come up with big words as well. Or Minda's so smart. I better come up with some big words. Mm-hmm. So you're creating, you're creating safety for everyone. Yeah, that's, that's true. And psychological safety is a huge determinant of team effectiveness, organizational effectiveness, uh, leadership effectiveness. And it is also something that we often don't spend time on because it's Mm -hmm. so, so difficult to do. And, you know, we're talking a lot about the, the human part of it and how important it is to connect to people, but let's, let's be real. Mm -hmm. Majority of leaders are still in the camp of let's get it done. Productivity ROI. Yeah. So let me speak to that. It is way more efficient to keep it real and call a spade a spade. So instead of wasting, you know, a 45 minute discussion about an initiative that, you know, is never going to go forward, you know, you, you put it on the table right at the beginning and say, okay, we, you know, I, I, I recently went through something like this where, um, you know, there's a, uh, a big program and a big rollout and there's a lot of people involved, a lot of resources and listen, I'm still diplomatic, okay? Like right. I still, um, you know, you, you, no need, no need to be <laughs> harsh or abrasive or make uh-huh. enemies or anything like that. It still can be friendly. But I said, you know, can we talk about what's really going to be the value and the impact of this initiative? And it's like, well, mm-hmm, we're not sure. And, and I said, okay, mm-hmm. so pretty minimal, right? <laughs> can we yeah. all agree that we need to do this, but it's not going to have a big impact? And even that, people are like, oh, my goodness, did she just say that? And I'm like, yeah, but we all agree, right? Like, there's right. not going to be a big impact. I said, so that's okay because we need to do it. But at least now we all understand. So what does that mean? Let's not put a huge team on it. Mm-hmm. Let's not put the big time on it. You know, and so we all agreed we're going to do a light version of, right. of the program. And do you know how many hours that saved and how many meetings that saved? And um, and that you know, if I had gone in and sort of said, you know, and this, this is where really the rubber hits the road. Okay. Because we're still talking abstract ideas. Let's talk about the actual practicalities of it. If I had gone in to this 
this this launch and this kickoff. And I, if I had told them, folks, this is not a good use of our time. Let's not put resources behind it. That would not have gone well. Mm-hmm. There would have been immediate resistance. And that's the thing with inspiring a shared vision is you can't tell people what to do. Right. And so many of us and leaders were used to, you know, directing and telling. Right. First of all, who likes being told what to do? Absolutely mm-hmm. no human that I know, not even kids, not adults. And right. secondly, it's not effective. So instead I went in and I asked the questions, where do we see the impact? Where do we see the value? Mm-hmm. What do we need to do? And so together, that's where the shared part comes in. Mm-hmm. Together they started okay, yeah, if I really think about it, you know, a year down the road, two years down the road, how are we going to use this? What are, what are the applications? And they started to get there. Right. And so that was the shared vision part. And inspiring part was, I was just, I was very direct about it and very honest, which is yeah. not so common in the corporate world because for many, many reasons, right? Yeah. You know, and Armina, you got there because, as you said, our in- it's counterintuitive. Our instinct is exactly that. It's to come in and go, this is not going to work. I've done the research. <laughs> not going to work. Not going to happen. Not going to fly. Not worth it. Uh, and that's that's just pushing, as you said, just being directive. As a as a father of two teenagers, I can definitely say, tell people <laughs> what to do. <laughs> it does not work. Um, but actually asking the questions to pull them in first, to get them mm-hmm. involved in the conversation and to get them to see the end result, to get them mm-hmm. to think about it. Uh, and then you and then you're now able to to say, well, look, and then here's here's why it's not going to work. And because you've got. You got some of the answers, and I love this, which is um, saving time. Uh, let's let's do a light version or a good enough version. Exactly. It doesn't. Yeah. This doesn't have to be excellent. This just has to be good enough, so we can focus on the things that are important to be excellent. Yes, and you know, I I've spent a lot of time in the good enough space, and it's mm-hmm. sometimes people struggle with that term because it's like, oh, like shouldn't we be doing great? Should we be doing amazing? Mm-hmm. And so I started calling it targeted value, which, you know, it, it is a bit That's of a, a good consulting term. term. Yeah, yeah it's a good it consulting a term. term. Yeah. But in, sometimes yeah. it's like just easier for, for people to swallow, which is, right. you know, you've got the, the diminishing returns. And, and I think the other thing that you really touched on is when, when trying to inspire this shared vision, you know, Keeping it real, talking about the real issues, talking about the implications, the benefits, all of those sorts of things. Ultimately, what is really going to move things forward is helping people understand what's in it for them. Mm -hmm. Right? So what's in it for them, it might be saving time. um, It might be, uh, you know, better use of their resources. It might be, you know, take your pick. And, And that's... And that is the work that you can do up front as a leader. That is the work that before you go out with, okay, I I have this vision. If you're trying to figure out how am I going to get people to share it, do some pre-work, do some homework, write it down, what's in it for them. And then ideally you break it down. Okay, what's in it for my employees? What's in it for my customers? What's in it for my peers? And then you're really speaking their language. And the what's in it for them 
you know, again, be as clear as possible. Like your job. Will, so instead of increased productivity, your job will be easier. Right. Right. That kind of thing. And, right. and we, and this isn't my opinion, by the way, I have to say this for the, what's in it, what's in it for me, the WIFM. Yeah. This is decades of research sure. and change management, right? Like this is, this is number one. It, it works. Uh, absolutely. In fact, this is my classic. You're listening to WIFM radio, all in it for you all the time. <laughs> uh, absolutely. It, people want to know, uh, we, we can't get behind a vision if it's the leader's vision and it's got nothing to do with your sense of purpose for showing up at work every day. Yeah. Uh, you know, good for you that you want to be the, this, but uh, it's, I, I don't see how this, how this is going to make my life at work, make me more efficient, maybe more productive, make me happier at work or, or get me on board to, to feel a sense of purpose or motivation for why I'm showing up. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and even just what you mentioned there, of you know, the leader's vision, I have worked with a number of leaders and, you know, Bless their hearts. Mm -hmm. They have put together a very well thought out, beautiful vision. And some of them, you know, the really keen ones will have it like got a beautifully printed something and will actually like walk around the office, you know, <laughs> in the olden days yeah. um, and, and actually be like, look, look at my vision. Look how beautiful it is. Look how amazing it is. And then they are just absolutely mind blown of like, I don't understand why is no one getting behind my vision? Right. It's beautiful. It's a work of art. And, and in many cases it actually is the right vision, Right. but that doesn't matter. Like it actually doesn't matter if you have the best vision in the world. And that's where a lot of leaders um, have a bit of a blind spot in terms of, okay, but I have the right answer. You know, mm -hmm. why isn't everyone jumping here? Well, it's two things. It's, you haven't involved your people, mm -hmm. but involvement or what we call engagement, you know, the mm -hmm. fancy term sure, is level one. So, I mean, it's like basic, like you need right. to do that. Right. Yeah. But that's not what gets you the shared vision engagement because engagement is kind of like telling it's like, Hey, I have this beautiful vision. What do you think? That's engagement. Yeah. You need to involve. And really the fancy word for that is co-design. Right. Mm. Where you actually have your people at the table with you. Right. And and you you may still have that vision perfectly right. painted in your mind. No problem. There's the, as you should. Yeah. But you don't tell them first because then what are they going to say? Right. You know, and so then you have people and then they 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 bring their ideas. And even if their ideas are terrible <laughs> and wrong, <laughs> yeah. you still work with that. And you guide sure. and you, you know, and then you say, well, what about if we actually talked about entering new markets? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we never thought about that. They will feel that, you know, it's their vision. That's how you get the, the shared vision. And uh, so many, you know, we talk about micromanagers, for example. Mm -hmm. The issue with micromanagers is that it's not that you don't empower your people. Of course you don't. But you actually turn them off altogether. Sure. You know, like. Uh, you know, I remember going to a session a few years ago and um, we were going to do a brainstorm about something we we're going to do for an executive team. How exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, my boss came with, oh, I just put some thoughts together, but, you know, we can all work on it together. No, right. that doesn't work. The minute you put your thoughts down, it's like, okay, well, why am I putting in effort? Like, so now I have to 
convince you, my boss, right. that my idea is better. That's yeah. not cool. That's not good. Or, or I see a flaw in it, but I'm like, I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt my boss's feelings or or embarrass them. Yeah, and and so leaders think they're leading mm-hmm. by, you know, having having the vision, which is basically, it's like a product and being like, you know, here's my product or here's my prototype. It's too late at that point. You need people to get in on the thinking and it's okay if you have people on the thinking and then you go away and build, you know, a draft of your vision and then, and then validate it. And one of the key barriers to this, like we've talked a lot about sort of mindset and Mm -hmm. leaders may not, you know, have and understand this process. One of the key barriers to this, or let's be positive, enablers, that's okay. a word, All right. um, is time. Mm-hmm. It takes longer to create sure. an inspired shared vision versus, you know, a lot of leaders are so busy. You just can whip it up. Like, yeah. Okay, here's my vision. Done. Yeah. Check. Move yeah. on to the next task. I call it pudding. Oh, <laughs> brilliant! I love it, boss. Uh, yeah. But but I and I think I I can see where this is going, which is sure in the short term as a leader, you know exactly what you want, and you go here it is, everyone. Uh, but then you spend more time uh, because people are not they're not they're not feeling inspired by it. So you, I, I'm going to guess that you spend a lot more time afterwards trying to trying to keep reselling it all the time. Oh yes, so Joel. That is so perfect. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, so one of the, the jobs I used to have is I used to help organizations um, develop their balanced scorecard. And so the scorecard, you know, all the key measures of the business, and it's something that, you know, comes from the CEO, the executive team, and then goes from there. And uh, it was a two and a half day workshop. And, and leadership teams would be like, two and a half, we can't spend two and a half days on right. coming up with the most important business measures of our whole organization for the year. That's too much time. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you know, you, you guys are the experts in metrics and KPIs. Can you just tell us what they should be? It's like, of course. But it, it's not going to work because you will then spend months and months right. trying to understand them, question them. Are they the right ones? You don't believe them. You don't buy into them. Then you're not even going to use them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the flip side of the time thing is that, and I'm so glad you brought that up because although the process takes longer than you would like, so in this case, two and a half days versus two hours, you're actually yeah. saving like 12 months of, yeah. of work and resistance and pushback. And so in this two and a half day workshop, the first half an hour, an hour was always extremely painful because usually executive teams are used to someone coming in, making rec- recommendation. They say, yes, I agree. I concur. Right. And this was like, no, roll up your sleeves. Like, what do you guys think think the measure should be? And they're like, what do you mean? Shouldn't Don't yeah. you know? It's like, I do know, actually. Yeah, I have lots of ideas. That's so secondary to you actually owning right. it and figuring it out as a team and having those difficult conversations of mm-hmm. how are we really going to measure our ROI on marketing, you know, and not just the marketing person and the CEO, but the whole team talking about it. And that's just a, another example of 
a shared vision. It doesn't have to be these big inspirational things, like even things as boring but important as business metrics should be a shared vision, ideally. Right. And then and then you just get everywhere, as in achieving your results, much, much faster and more effectively and better and, you know, and the list goes on. Uh, the, the light bulb went off for me as you've, as you really explained it so well, Arminda about shared vision, because now I'm seeing, ah, shared vision means that I, that I and everyone else here have been involved in this, that we've, we've experienced it. We've said something, we have some ownership in this, uh, we're, as opposed to being told what to do or reading about it. Uh, and then it's like, it's, it's like learning. If you read about it, but you're, if you read about swimming, you're not going to be, you're not going to learn how to swim. You watch a video about swimming. You're not going to learn how to swim. You ever, everyone we're jumping in the pool and we're, we're going to flounder until we, you know, figure out how to swim. And I, I have an idea how to swim and I'll, I'll, I'll guide you along the way. Uh, but that's, but that's the idea here. I think is what I'm getting from shared vision is people have to experience it and be involved in it. Yes. And it has to connect to something that's important to them. Yeah. And and that's yeah. that's really difficult as well. We talked about the what's in it for me, and you can break that down by different groups. But mm-hmm. the overall vision, as in as 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 practical as what you call it and what you name it, has to really sort of speak to to everyone. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times you know, uh, leaders have, have hired some experts and and firms and branding and all that. And it's like, Oh, we have the best name ever for the, for the, the project, for the movement, for the strategy. And it's not meaningful to people and they end up calling it something else. Right. And, um, so even that really the connection at all levels, you know, the, the mind, the heart, you know, if you want to get really wild, the soul, that's a whole other that's a whole other level as that's uh, that's our other podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) the soul of the leader oh i mean there is there is a real movement happening in the world Mm -hmm. of leadership as as you know where we're really um moving from oh you're great at doing things to inspiring people to making an impact in society and the world right and you see organizations are going through that and Mm -hmm. um there there are big movements taking place and what i love about it is the more technology that we have and the more tech powered we have you know i'm doing a a bunch of things with ai now Mm -hmm. um in my job which is so exciting the more that happens the more the need to be human centered Human to human, right? So we're, we're, it's, it's incredible how, how this movement is, is, is happening. And, uh, I find that pretty exciting, but that's also a whole topic for another day. Oh, no, Ar- Arminda, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm going to, to, to Florida to speak at the conference about. Oh, wow. <laughs> is exactly that. It's what artificial intelligence can't do. Human intelligence can. That's oh, exactly. Amazing. I need, I, I'm going to use what you just said as the soundbite for that. There we go. As it were more tech powered, uh, more than ever, we need to be human centered. And I think yep. that's uh, definitely what's happening. And then even LinkedIn workplace re- reports say that those are the gaps for the future is we, people need more of those human skills, those ability to think critically, empathy, communication. Mm-hmm. Those are all the important things that we need. Uh, yep. This has been great. We're going to uh, pause here to take a break for our ad. Uh, and then when we come back, 
Arminda, if you're ready, we're gonna sh- you're gonna share with us your failure, ta-da, moment. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Joy Newhold, and we'll be right back to our interview. When I started the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company in 2002, I never would have imagined that one day we would have a podcast. So first, I want to thank you for listening and share some really exciting information about our organization with you. For years, we have made our live instructor-led software and soft skills training, consulting and coaching services customizable to meet the unique needs of each client and committed ourselves to a high quality of customer service. This combined to make the learning experience better for the participants and the planning process easier for the organizer. We love helping our clients so much We also develop many additional free resources to help you along the way, and this podcast is just one of them. At greatcanadiantraining.ca, you will find our free monthly webinars, blog articles, and free downloads covering everything from building better dashboards in Excel to navigating difficult conversations and everything in between. So make sure to join us at greatcanadiantraining.ca. But for now, I better let you get back to the podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the interview. We're back with Arminda, and we are, are talking about how do you inspire shared vision. This has been so insightful to bring something that's so abstract and make it, uh, as you said, deconstruct the abstract to really make it real and make it much more uh, concrete and tangible for us. So if you're ready, we're going to now, Arminda, get you to share your failure ta-da, moment, which is where was something that was maybe felt like a failure at the time, but you know, went from ta-da to aha, became a learning moment. Do you have a story to share with us? Oh, I have so many. And I love this, <laughs> this part of the, of the show. I think it's so important. We, you know, failing is, is learning. Failing is growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, ha- I have a doozy. So okay. when I started my consulting career, I had been you know, big fancy manager of strategy at a big multinational. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm a strategist. Right. I can't wait to show these guys what <laughs> I know about strategy. And so I had my first engagement and, and we were in the States and it was with an executive team um, in, in manufacturing and it, it was starting the strategy session. And so my boss at the time said, well, why don't you lead off the strategy session facilitation, tell them the whole approach and Right. You know, and we'll go from there and I'll just sit in the back of the room and judge you. I'm like, okay, well, he didn't say that, but that was <laughs> but what sure. was happening, right? I'm new. Right. That was the, right. Right. So I really want to prove myself. So I get up to the front of the room with, with mm-hmm. you know, the whiteboard and I'm like, now we're going to begin the strategy session. And I, and I spoke for like 20 minutes, which was looking back, like, what was I thinking? And I, and I painted this beautiful picture mm. of the strategy and what we were going to do and how it was going to work and all these things which I thought was a work of art and crystal clear and all this. And then I said, okay, so let's start over to you. And it was just, it was terrible. It was just dead air silence. And this is an executive team. They had no idea what I was talking about, what they were supposed to do, (laughs) what it meant. My My boss was in the corner just sort of cringing. Oh no. And what I learned, and it was it was really painful, and my boss actually had to just step in and say, uh, "Well, what she's meant to say is, you ooh, know, you know what she, she meant he, to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to like, you know, yeah. reframe the whole thing, which he did in like two minutes. I took twenty minutes, and the mm. learning it was so painful. I was so embarrassed, and the learning was tremendous. Which is just because it's clear in my mind." <laughs> doesn't mean it's clear to others. 
And the 20 minutes really was the foundation for the rest of my career, which I now am known for the most concise communication ever. Like I will take a 20 page document and I will turn it into two paragraphs because that's what's effective. That's what works. But yeah, that was pretty rough. Um, I do remember they had great donuts and I was like, okay, at least I can eat these donuts. (laughs) Even though they tasted bitter. Exactly. (laughs) Joy, uh, tears, tear filled donuts. Yeah. Um, it did not go well. (laughs) Arminda, thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, and I think this speaks to so much about what you said about, uh, clarity, speaking the language, having people involved, not just Mm -hmm. talking, not talking at them. Uh, making sure that there's conversation going and that there's uh, that there's clarity in what you're saying and, and using using real words and uh, I love that you came in you you put on your 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 strategist uh, suit and yeah, uh, we're ready exactly. to wow them and realizing that it's exactly you can't be direct you can't be talking to them so this brings to a full close about inspiring uh, the vision and how do we do that uh, I love that Arminda. Our listeners probably have more questions and maybe want to find out more about you or connect with you. Where can they reach out to you? Yeah, the easiest is through LinkedIn. And I welcome people to connect with me, reach out messages. I I love talking about these things. I'm very passionate. And on LinkedIn, I'm the only Arminda Gonzalez Dumpieres that is there. Even if you put in Arminda, uh, you'll find me pretty quickly. And I look forward to connecting with people. And and, uh, if I can support anyone on their journey, happy to do so. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And now it's time for our three stars, no trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode that you could start to put into practice. Number three, shared vision. That means that everybody is involved and experiencing it and connects to something that is important to them. And when you're able to co-design with them, it means that people are involved. You may have the vision, but the need is there for everybody to feel involved. Speaking of feeling involved, number two, what's in it for them? Be clear on what is in it for them. The WIFM, as they say. This is going to make your job easier. This is going to help increase productivity. And now the number one is inspire. Stop trying too hard. Speak the language. Be clear. Have people involved by keeping real, by using real words and finding that common language connects. And now for the next step. If you're not sure where you can apply these three stars in business or maybe even in life, try this in the next couple of days. You can't tell people what to do. It's not as effective as we think. but Asking the right question gets you closer to that shared vision, and this will save time in the long run. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompuEase. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you and we will see you next episode.